Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day. And I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people, and it's all for the good. I influenced so many children. I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get, because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, I take time out and pray and ask that you be my crutch. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you daily. But I work harder every day, and I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well. But if you'll help me to grow, then what I have in my heart will begin to show. And when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing, because I will know where I'm headed. And I'm so tired of the suffering. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection, begging for direction. For my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me, but you never took it from me. Because I am grateful, and I use it, and I do not worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, my regret is only having one life to do it instead of two. Amen. Amen. Rest in peace, DMX. What's going on, guys? It's your girl, Stella Star here with the What About Us podcast. I had to start the podcast that way. I had to start with DMX. You know, we just lost a legend, an icon, someone that was so, so amazing, not just with his lyrics and his music, but just himself as a person. I had the privilege of meeting him when I was a teenager, and he took a liking to my music, and he actually made me feel so amazing and confident, and I believed in myself because of him, and I never got to tell him. Then fast forward to years later, I saw him. Actually, we were getting ICs in Harlem, which is crazy. <laughs> that was X, you know? And everyone wanted a picture, but not me. I mean, of course, I wanted a picture with X, of course. Who doesn't want a picture with DMX, you know? But I felt like it was it was only right to speak to him about something that I had deep down inside of me, a message that I feel that I have to express to the world some way, somehow. And as soon as I saw him, I kid you not, over here was DMX, X, X. And I was with my sisters. And one of them had already left. She was on her way to the train, if I'm not mistaken. And then I looked to the other, to one of my other sisters. And I instantly, like, it instantly hit me. Now is my opportunity to talk to him. Here's a man that all he's ever done is relay messages in his music. And granted, everyone has some type of message behind their music, but not the way DMX did. 
I always admired and appreciated his his realness, his gutter. You know, of course, him being from New York, that was already another advantage for me as a fan. But it was just so touching to see that despite of his past, despite of what we knew about him, whether it was the drugs, you know, the stealing, anything that he's done negatively in his past or in his life period, he always made sure to reflect and talk about God. And you have no other choice but to respect that. That, believe it or not, really brought my attention to DMX. When I first listened to his music, well, I heard a, it was a tape, and I was like about 15. And I was just like, yo, who's that? That voice. Like, kind of sounds like me. <laughs> I mean, I don't sound like DMX, but I always had a, you know, I was always like insecure about my deep voice. And... You know, you weren't really, even though we had Rod Digger and Remy, um, in my, like, in my era, yeah, Remy was in my era, but her voice still isn't as deep as mine. At least I think. I don't know. I was just always insecure about that. And for some reason, as funny as that sounds, I actually gravitated more to DMX because of that. I was like, oh, I love his voice. It's, like, so, so gutter, so deep, so rich. And then when I started to listen to that voice... It, it hit me instantly, instantly. And, then, you know, I had to do the, the red lighting. We had to kind of set the tone for today's topic because we're talking about DMX, you know. You know, when I was watching um, his ceremony, you know, his celebration of life and his services on on TV, first of all, I was upset that I couldn't be there because I felt like the experience was going to be different, of course, being there. But when I tell you that I felt like I was there, and it makes me, I'm going to cry for sure. Like, know this, guys, I'm going to cry. But it made me, like, it just made me remember how deep DMX is and was. You know, how how great of a man and person he was, how connected he was to his audience, no matter what. So, you know, I was very sad, of course, because I was like, damn, we were supposed to work together. Like, for real, for real, we were supposed to work together. And what I love about him is that he was always a man of his word. Listen, I, I honestly, like, truth be told, guys, I had to do this episode because, you know, I know there's so many fans that are like, that are feeling like me. But this man took a liking to my music as a teenager, which I'm sure he did to so many others. He always listened. He was always willing to listen to you and hear you out, whether you wanted to rap, sing, talk, whatever. But I always wondered what it would be to work with him. And he was the first and probably the only real, like, famous artist that wanted to work with me or take a liking to my music at such a young age, like early on when I was actually rapping. And um, that didn't happen for whatever reasons. But then when I had the opportunity to talk to him and I saw him, like, I kid you not, everything happened like that. It was so fast. But he did not, 
yo, honestly, I didn't think I was going to cry like this, but it just sucks, man. He did not pay attention to anyone else because that's how he was. He was so deep. Everything was about a message for him. And he loved the fact that I was not, you know, he was, I don't want to say that he wasn't the type of person to stop and take pictures with fans because, of course, we all know he he's that type of person. He was always very humble. Like I said, he was always ready and willing to speak to anyone and hear you out and hear you rap, hear you sing. I've seen it with my own two eyes, you know. But when I told him, and yo, I literally, like it came to my head as soon as I saw him. As soon as I was I was crossing from one street to the other, and all you hear was DMX, X. And you see, and he's standing there waiting for his icy. Damn, I wonder what flavor. <laughs> um... But he was waiting for his icy, which made him even more real. Like you know, he's <laughs> here. He is getting off on one uh one twenty fifth, if I'm not mistaken, um from his you know his car wherever I think I believe it was a truck to get an icy on his own. He could have easily sent his men's and them or somebody else, you know, or even asked for the icy from the window. No, he got out and asked for the icy and <laughs> ordered the icy. But um. As soon as I saw him, it hit me. I got to talk to him about the documentary. So basically, um, you know, if you refer back to any of my posts on my social media or even on this platform, What About Us started because we all know that it's just a topic that is so hidden and always swept under the rug, and that topic is parenting or even not not just parenting but the struggles or even just parenting in general but what I wanted to emphasize was the struggles within that because we do not talk about that at all we don't and there's so many parents that are actually suffering there's so many parents that feel they're not good parents because I'm one of those people you know for so long I was like yo I'm not doing enough I'm not this I'm not that and I had to tell myself like you are doing enough and you're doing it, granted, you have my your mom, and of course, my, you know, my eldest son's father has been around, thankfully, thank God, in his life, but it's not the same, you know? And there's so many factors to why I wanted to do that, other than just me being a parent, just also me being a child and seeing my mom raise me and my sisters and my grandmother and my aunts, so on and so forth, right? So... That's how What About Us came about, but because of the pandemic, I decided to do a podcast, which works well. Fast forward to when I saw DMX, I instantly thought about speaking about that to him, and that's exactly what I did. While everyone else, including my sister, <laughs> no offense, while everyone else was asking for pictures, I was like, yo, X, honestly, like, I just want to ask you one question. Like, I just want... Three seconds, if I can. And, of course, in three seconds, obviously, you're not going to say much in three seconds. But I was so nervous and, like, so excited to talk to him about that that I said that. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was like, I just want to ask you one question. I just want to talk to you real quick. There's something that I really want to talk about, and I would love to have you on my documentary because I feel that you would be perfect to talk about this. You've been through this, and you have children, 
and you are raising your children. And then he instantly turned to me, and I caught his attention. Like, I caught that attention quick. It wasn't because it was me. It wasn't because, you know, there was something special about me. It was because he's a man of God. He's a man of messages. He's a man of of positivity, of change, of trying to make things better. And he did. And I hope he really knows that. That's why I, I got to really shout out Nori because even though, you know, I saw a lot of posts of people giving backlash to Nori saying all oh, that he was, you know, drinking and, and smoking around DMX and he was a recovering addict. Listen. DMX, no matter what, was saved. And if you didn't see that in him, that interview said it. I saw it in that interview. So I'm not even mad. I'm so happy to see that we had the opportunity to be able to watch that interview right before he passed because that was DMX now. That was DMX as a recovering addict. And I don't even like to see him in that light. I never did. I kid you not. And we all know that we always heard and read and seen all these tabloids and all this crazy, all this craziness about DMX and him doing drugs and you know his past troubled life and even him speaking it, speaking about it, you know. But still, that wasn't enough. I couldn't see him in that light because his music was so touching. And there were so much messages in behind his music that you had no choice but to really listen and to really feel it. I'm sorry, I just got like uh, so so into talking about him because he really touched me in so many ways. And I wish, I really wish I had the opportunity to tell him. I didn't tell him when I was a teenager because I was just you know in awe and I was like, I mean I. I behaved myself, of course. I wasn't like, oh, my God. No, of course. I was never that girl. But um, I was just listening when I was a teen. I was excited to even hear that he had any interest in my music at the time I was rapping. My rap name was Rain. <laughs> Don't ask me why. <laughs> Don't ask me why. But um, when I saw him and I spoke to him about that, in the corner of Harlem, with a whole bunch of people asking for pictures, including my sister, his phone was in his pocket. His phone rang. It took for the phone to ring three times before he picked it up. What does that mean? He was paying attention. He didn't care about anything else at the moment because here he saw someone, me, trying to relay a message. And I kid you not, if I said I was going to do something about this before, I'm really going to do something about it now. And it's sad that it takes for him to pass, for me to go harder. Because I must say, even though the pandemic, obviously, you know, the pandemic stopped a lot of things, but I wasn't as motivated, you know, to even get back to it. <sighs> but yeah, man, it's just... It's just unfortunate that we lost him so young because he was young. 50 years old, that's young. He has so much more life, and I can't wait to hear his new album. He was so excited about it. I saw it in, you know, in his interview with Nori, 
and just like little clips here and there that I saw on social media of him dancing and you know it was it was nice it was refreshing to see him that excited to see that side of him you know DMX was someone very different in this industry we lost a huge piece of hip hop a huge huge piece of hip hop but the important part is is that his music has those messages. We have his music to reflect on. And that's something he always wanted. I always thought that it was amazing to see. Here's someone that is gangster from New York, from Wow, from the like the grittiness of, of Yonkers praying in his, praying in his music. And let me tell you something. I'm not here to preach or nothing, but as a child, I always had like that faith in God. I always had that like burning sensation to talk or to hear or to learn more about God, even to this day. And I'm not perfect. You know, I've had a lot of downs, but it's like he said, that's when you need him most. That's when God is there for you the most. That's when you should look for God the most. I mean, this man was saying that and crying as he said that, reflecting on how much. God has been there for him while he was on drugs. Because can't no one tell me that he wasn't on something in that interview. And I say this with all respect. I love you, DMX. But we all know that he has moments. He's even said it. And he still spoke about God. How much he saved them. You know, I, I saw a post today that Swiss Beats posted um, where the New York Senate um, declared December 18, which is his birthday, the MX day. And I'm so happy for that. I got to like cue. Hopefully I'm cueing the right one. I think it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. You have no idea. We should have been did that. Why do we wait till these icons, these legends, people that have done amazing things, not, not just with their music, and their platform, but touching people, giving back. DMX did so many things behind the scenes from what I've heard throughout the years, and he's never boasted about it, you know? But why do we wait for them to pass to, to give them this recognition? That's the only thing that pisses me off a little bit, you know? And speaking of that, you know, giving people their flowers while they're here, um, it's kind of hard for me to say this because I don't want to, um, I don't want to sound like it's not wrong. It's not right. But I feel, I feel a little, I don't know, even know what, what the word is, but I felt some sort of way when Swiss beats said what he said during DMX's, um, celebration of life. And, you know, I, I have to put myself in his shoes. Like, here's this man who was very close to DMX, right? Worked with him throughout his entire music career life. And he, you know, considers him his brother. Like, they were tight. They were brothers. So I have to kind of put myself in his shoes and understand that there's so much that we don't know, clearly, based on what Swizzy said. But And I love Swizzy. Shout out to Swizzy, you know? 
But at the same time, I felt like he could have still made it more about celebrating DMX that day, you know? But I guess his emotions and his feelings got to him, and it must be some underlining serious shit, excuse my French, that's going on that made him express himself that way. And who knows who he was talking to that was probably there, you know? So, you know, it was bold of him, and that was real Bronx of him. <laughs> real New York of Swizzy to do that. And I, you know, I give him props because that sounds like something DMX would probably say, to be honest. But at the same time, I feel like, damn, this is X, yo. Like, you know, his kids are there, the family. Like, let's let's make it more about him and his cele- his celebratory of life. But it is what it is, you know. I, I wonder if anyone feels the same. If you do, make sure you comment. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. I mean, that doesn't mean that DM... Um, not DM, excuse me. Um, Swizzy is the bad person. No, that means that he was passionate about what he said because DMX is his brother. But I just felt like, you know, he could have probably taken it back a little bit, you know. But it is what it is. It's there's so many emotions that people are feeling, you know, during this whole process. I could only I could only imagine how Swizzy felt, you know, especially having to help with his services and, you know, it was hard. It must have been super hard. But all in all, it was beautiful. I think Kanye um, did an amazing job. It looked amazing. The choir sang amazing. Like, I was crying. I was I was touched. And that is what I wanted to make sure that they did. They, I wanted to make sure that whoever was in charge of his services made sure that we, were, we would be touched by it because that's all DMX ever did. He always touched us with his music. You know, it didn't matter what kind of lyrics... He was spitting. He touched you. I don't care what you say. You were touched by X at some point in your life, whether you was dancing to his music, crying to his music, laughing to his music, writing to his music, rapping, singing to his music. You were touched. And can't nobody say no different, you know? But I'm just, you know, a part of me feels happy for him because I know he's in a better place. I just wish that we could have had more time with DMX considering that there was some type of gap throughout the years with his music and him not really being active in the industry. But we got his music and, you know, his daughter, oh, my gosh, and his son, that was amazing, like, how she just flipped a song and and used that to, to empower herself during such a, a traumatic moment was amazing. And we could learn something from her, and I'm sure she learned that from her dad. You know, he was a great father. That I could see in him. I, I saw that in him. You know, wh- whether it was an interview or some type of behind-the-scenes footage, he always spoke about his children and reflected on that. And when I saw him on 125th in Harlem, in the corner by the coquito stand, <laughs> the icy dude, um, he, he confirmed that. He confirmed that. I mean, like I said, his phone was ringing and he didn't answer the phone. Because what I spoke to him about was so important, was so touching for him that nothing mattered at the moment. Not even his fans asking him for a picture. You know, and don't fault him for that because he still took the pictures afterwards. In fact, I took one with him 
I was like, you know what? Ask, let me get that picture. <laughs> and he looked at me like, let's go. You know? We truly lost a huge, huge, huge piece of hip-hop. We truly lost someone so gifted, so spiritual, so amazing. It's, it's sad, you know? But I'm so happy that I have moments to reflect on and his music to reflect on. And I'm so appreciative for him keeping his word. I would contact his peoples and they always answered. There were there were moments where I would call and X was right there. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's set up a date. <laughs> I think I did that okay, right? I hope. <laughs> you know, like there was never a moment where I was like sent a voicemail or I was told like, oh, you know, listen, Ma, right now, nothing. And you know what's crazy? That like two or three times that I called that specific person from his team, every time I called, he would tell him like, oh, that's the girl with the documentary about the kids. <laughs> and he always was, he always responded. Even if he didn't speak to me himself, he always responded. He always gave me the time of day. That man was a man of his word. And I hope and pray that people learn from DMX. That's why I'm happy that Nori did that interview because it said a lot. That was DMX now. And he never, he never switched. He never changed. He was still humble. I mean, Nori was telling him, like, listen, on behalf of the world, you mean a lot to us. And he, he looked taken back a little bit. And that's just him being humble. Him being who he is, who he was. <sighs> you know, it's a sad time for hip-hop, for music in general, and for the people of that era especially, like people, you know, in my era. Like, he raised me. His music raised me straight up. There were times that I was, like, questioning God, and I never want to question God, but there were moments. But whenever I turn on a DMX song and listen to his music... And he said something about God that instantly reminded me that I was doing something wrong. That I shouldn't have had moments like that to question God. And even though he mentioned certain moments where he almost did, he always reflected back on how God always saved him. How he was always by his side. How he was always giving him a sign. So I just want to, you know, say that, dear Max, I know you're listening to me in heaven. I believe it. You know, obviously I wasn't a family member, or anyone close to him. But I think, honestly, as crazy as this sounds, I think I kind of, like, touched him a little when I when I spoke to him, even if it, it was only for, like, five, ten minutes. He remembered me, honestly. I think I think he did. Some, some way, somehow, I feel that in my heart. And I don't, I don't just feel things to feel that. My heart never lies to me. So on that note, I just want to say, DMX, I love you dearly. I'm thankful and appreciative for all the times that you never gave your back to me. Even if it was little moments, you made me feel important because this message that I want to relate to the world is important. And it took for him, for God to place him in my path. He stopped to get that icy so that God could remind me that I'm special too and I'm touched and I need to relay my messages and I'm sorry, as crazy as this sounds, you know, it's the truth. We got to we gotta honestly, like, reflect on moments like that. We got to open our eyes to these signs. That wasn't like, DMX didn't just get a, a coquito 
or icy, you know, from 125, from 125th for no reason. God did that. God did that. And if there's anything I would ever take from any of DMX's music is that, is that God always works in mysterious ways and God never fails you. So I want to close this out with a little prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm very thankful for this moment. I'm thankful for the breath that you give me. I'm thankful for the people you bring into my life to help me push to relay the messages that you want me to relay in whichever way it is that you want me to relay them. I'm thankful for the moments I had with DMX. Even if they were small moments, they were, they were huge in my heart. You never lie to me, Lord. You're always there for me. You're always showing me, giving me signs to push me, to, to, to prove to me that I, I have what it takes to do what you want me to do, Lord. And I'm so thankful. I am, I am, I am no one in this world without you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for putting people like DMX in my life to relay those messages and their music, you know, through their words, through their actions, through their feelings. Because that did something for me in my life. And I'm so thankful. And I say this to you, Lord Jesus, because I love you. I am you. You're me. You're in me, God. You're, you are who I strive to be, Lord Jesus. And I pray that you always guide me throughout this path. I'm thankful for you. I pray that you take care of DMX in heaven and watch over all his kids and family and all his wonderful fans who are in pain right now, all his friends and family, people like Swiss, everyone, drag on. Thank you, Lord. I say this to you with an open heart, and I say this to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Rest in peace, DMX.